You're listening to The Whole Truth, a Resources Rising Stars podcast. The Whole Truth podcast is back for 2024. I'm Paul Armstrong and I'm delighted to be back behind the microphone to bring you some of the hot stories that we see unfolding throughout the course of this year. We had a great year last year, some fantastic discussions with people who made real action for investors. That's what The Whole Truth is all about and we're off to a cracking start. This first episode for 2024 comes courtesy of Legacy Minerals. Chris Byrne is a young geologist who's absolutely hit the ground running. Legacy has three great lumps of land in the Lachlan Fold Belt in New South Wales. It's a very desirable residence for exploration and the company did very well to put its foot on these properties. It has drilling programs planned in two places, assays pending in another, and notably one of the porphyry targets is being supported and funded in part by S2 Resources. S2, of course, being the company of Mark Bennett, the famed geologist behind the likes of the serious success story in Western Australia, among others, some years ago. Chris has given us an outline of why they like these targets and, most importantly, what they're doing to unlock the value. I hope you'll enjoy this, along with the other episodes we have lined up for you throughout the course of this year. Chris, contrary to the name Legacy Minerals, this is actually quite a new company, isn't it? Yeah, g'day Paul. Yeah, it's, it's a, a fresh you know, two years since our IPO in, in 2021, so in September. So we're a new company um, and a pretty, uh, I guess, young um, board um, and management team. But a lot of our projects do have, uh, I guess, a, a, you know, we're based in Lachlan Foldbelt, so a, a traditional history of, of um, exploration, but you know we, we are really are presenting some um, you know compelling new greenfields um, opportunities uh, that haven't been really tested or put to market before. Now, as you mentioned, you're focused on the Lachlan Fold Belt. It's a pretty hot spot in New South Wales. How did you come to get your foot on such great lumps of land in what is a very desirable exploration area? Yeah, it's a great question. Uh, we started Legacy Minerals in 2017, and and back then there wasn't as much interest or attention in the Lachlan Fold Belt. So what that presented for us as a uh, two 27-year-olds was an opportunity to start pegging ground. So all of our projects, including our most uh, recent one with, with S2, they've been pegged as uh, zero cost, you know, free, free acquisition. So um, we really saw an opportunity in, in this space that's, I guess, now been realised by a lot of other uh, companies and even a lot of other majors that have, have really increased their positions in New South Wales, um, is that... Um, you know, we ended up with a great foothold in, in, in the belt and in the, uh, the district where we currently now sit. Okay, so within, Chris, within Legacy and within the Fold Belt, you have several projects. Perhaps you can take us through what you consider to be your number one target. People listening to this podcast will say, oh, that's great. They've got, you know, lumps of land in, in the Lachlan Fold Belt. That's all very good. What is the number one project that you think is going to drive shareholder value? Yeah, and that's, that's a, another really good question because... We don't necessarily like to have a, a flagship asset. We, we view exploration um, really from a, from a business perspective, and it comes down to probability and numbers. So we do present, um, I guess, three key projects as as being our uh, focus, and they're our low sulfidation epithermals. We've got uh, Black Range, Ballura, and Drake, and Ballura we've got a, a JV with Newmont. Um, we're going to be drilling across those this year, as well as uh, drilling under the S two. Um, at Glen Logan. And what we're trying to do is get as many irons in the fires as possible, just knowing that the more opportunities we can present to shareholders in terms of that discovery upside, uh, the greatest, um, I guess, chance that we're going to sort of hit 
Um, you know, what we're targeting are tier one type uh, discoveries, porphyries, uh, large, low sulfidation epithermals. Well, let's break those up. So there's three main project areas within the Lachlan Fold Belt holding that Legacy has. Well, let's look at them in, in isolation, Chris, so that investors can get some sort of feel for what it is that's, that you're trying to achieve. So the Black Range project, let's start with that. I mean, you've, you've got a little target in there or a big target known as Sugar Bag. It's a gold-silver epithermal target. Uh, you're preparing for a drilling program there, is that right? Yeah, that's correct. So we raised uh, $3 million um, at the end of last year and just sort of wrapped up our entitlement offer. That's a really compelling target. You know, we've done the, the groundwork, the geochemistry that's uh, identified that as highly anomalous. And, you know, we, we touched on, I guess, a bit of the legacy name. That's a project um, which hasn't had any on-ground exploration since uh, Newcrest walked off it in uh, 1992. So we've really seen a, a fundamental shift in, I guess, the understanding of these systems, the prospectivity and their recognition in New South Wales. And it ties quite well into the, the, the other project, Ballura, because Black Range and Ballura, um, Ballura, we've got the JV with Newmont that we signed uh, last year, but uh, they're located about 65 kilometres apart from each other um, down uh, in that Kudamundra region of New South Wales. And so we're quite excited about those two because those, there's a lot of parallels uh, between our, our Newmont and Ballura project in Black Range, same age, same rock groups. Um, and just to emphasise the scale at Black Range, it's, it's roughly three times the size of the Ballura project that we've got um, under joint venture. So it's a huge district scale control. So one of the majors walked off Black Range, what, 30 odd years ago, people would say, well, if they can't find anything, why would you? Yeah, and it's, it is a good question. They walked off it when they, you know, that's the year that Cadia was discovered. And I think most people would uh, probably walk away from virtually everything else you're doing if, you, if you've uncovered, you know, Australia's best gold mine and one of the world's best um, operational assets. Um, so just because the majors have had a, a crack and, and it sort of lends itself to, to Glenn Logan, the technology that they had available in the 90s and, and late 80s is uh, nowhere near what we can see these days. So that's from a geochemical resolution when you think about assays, the cost of assaying back then, but also geophysics, and that was really the opportunity that we saw, um, you know, with, you know, and, and we're going to be hopefully realising that that potential with, with Mark uh, drilling Glenn Logan is that Rio thought it was too deep, 800 metres in 1994. They didn't want to give it a crack, uh, but we went back and reprocessed uh, the magnetics, and what we found there was... Um, Essentially, that the this uh, body that we're interpreting to be to be a porphyry um, sits closer to to 450, 500 meters from surface, and that's just due to a, an improvement in that inversion model. So, companies that have, have walked away um, have left the door open for that reprocessing, reinterpretation um, that has really delivered some some great targeting results for us. So, when do you start drilling at Black Range? Yeah, that's imminent. We're planning to, to get the campaign underway this quarter. Um, everything's in place uh, in terms of, I guess, the targets, where we want to go. Um, it's just about the, the logistics getting out on the ground. Um, we've also wrapping up a quite a busy period at Ballura in terms of uh, geophysics and geochem. So once that sort of pro those programs wrap up, we'll look to start drilling there um, imminently um, and, and results, you know, we were expecting to come before the middle of the year. So... What's the distance between Black Range and Ballura? I mean, obviously both in the belt, but it's not a small area. No, 65 k's, um, which in the, in the scheme or the, the, the scale of the Lachlan Fold Belt is um, relatively close. But, um, you know, that's just, it does sort of demonstrate that the sheer size of, of I guess, of New South Wales um, and Australia in general and that people often think that, 
you know, what's what what's more to be found here? You know, everyone's looked at the Lachlan Fell Belt for a long period of time, but we're we're getting on properties, we're getting on ground that has literally had no exploration ever done whatsoever, and so it's quite incredible. So, to- mo- so moving from Black Range to Ballura, so you're about to start drilling at Black Range, but in the meantime, there's assays pending at Ballura from work you did last year. Is yeah, that right? correct. Yeah, so we drilled. Um, um, a maiden campaign uh, there with Newmont at uh, the Breccia Centre Prospect and we're expecting the assays to come um, imminently for that. But importantly, what we saw in, in the drill core and the observations from the drilling there was um, textures that, that confirm our uh, model that we've got a preserved low sulfidation epithermal system. So that's really important when you then multiply the scale of the vein field that's yet to be tested there and the opportunity that we see uh, for some serious uh, growth in that project. So you drilled three holes, uh, assays due within weeks? Correct, yeah. Uh, February, yeah. Um, early March yeah. is what we're targeting. Right. So so in terms of news flow, investors would say to you, well, Chris, okay, assays are pending there. Those three holes could be a game changer, couldn't they? Yeah, correct. And, I, you know, what, you know, you know, exploration is a patience game as well. And, and really what that JV with Newmont gives us uh, the opportunity to continually drill that project. And so, you know, we're right. looking at um, often these discovery journeys in these types of um, uh, systems. If you think of the South American uh, mo- models, they can be quite la- uh, drawn out um, and expensive, but the rewards can be uh, pretty, pretty enormous when you look at, you know, Sierra Negra is a great example, targeting 500,000 ounces per annum production under Newmont sort of um, ownership. Uh, so we're very happy in that partnership in that we'll have multiple drill campaigns at Ballura alone this year, uh, which gives us, again, those those multiple share price catalysts for, for our um, shareholders. Now, moving to the third one, you mentioned the Glen Logan project, also in the Lachlan Fell Belt. Uh, tell us about the arrangements you've got there because that's another farm-out arrangement you've got with S2. Yeah, so we... We had that grant uh, granted in November last year and to sort of secure a JV partner like S2, you know, the following January is, is quite an incredible uh, turnaround. And we think it's a fantastic um, opportunity to work with such a good uh, group of, um, you know, explorers. Uh, obviously, Mark Creasy is, is a major shareholder, but, you know, under uh, Dr. Mark Bennett's um, guidance, you know, they've delivered some serious discoveries and, and, and uh, delivered some serious wealth for, for shareholders. So, we're really excited to test that. Um, they're mandated to drill that uh, within 12 months. Um, so we're doing, uh, we've got the, the model, we've got the target, um, and it's quite a binary sort of opportunity there. You know, we're testing a new Greenfields Porphyry district. It's 55K south, south of Cadia. So again, we talked about Cadia, 50 million ounces, 10 million tonnes copper, Australia's largest gold mine, and now one of Newmont's best assets in their global portfolio. So the size of the prize is big. And I guess the the value that we see in the cost to drill it uh, being relatively low, so we think it's going to uh, be a great a great opportunity for us. Now, S two, you talked about Mark Bennett. He was, of course, the uh, the driving force behind uh, the great serious discovery in the Fraser Range some years ago. He's a highly credentialed and widely recognised geologist. He's very uh, hot and sweaty about this Glen Logan target, isn't he? Uh, yeah, he likes it, and I think that it, you know. Porphyry copper gold targets, um, you know, copper, you know, we're very long on gold and copper in our portfolio in the Lachlan Fall Belt, so we sort of stayed the course and uh, kept away from the distractions that might have come from looking at lithium projects or other 
um, you know, transition metals projects. And we've, we've positioned ourselves with, you know, these fantastic drill targets. And I guess that, you know, he's probably just as excited as we are because it hasn't been tested. It's compelling. The magnetic modeling that we've done on the body, we've used Cadia as, as the reference for that. And it's a good fit. So, um, we are excited. We know that this district can host these major deposits when you think about North Parks, just purchased recent by, by Evolution. Um, you know, it's a, it's a hot space. Chris, take us through the next steps at Glen Logan. What happens in terms of testing these, these theories and the evidence that you've got so far? Yeah, so the next step is really uh, we'll look at potentially doing some uh, ground geophysics, but it is a drill-ready target, um, and that, that's what I guess is quite exciting about it. There's not a whole lot of work that needs to go um, into defining the target to, to know, you know, whether we're looking at, um, you know, a porphyry-related um, intrusive body. And, you know, the structure of the JV is, is, is done in such a way that um, by the end of that six mil spend, which is get done in a, a relatively quick, uh, quick time frame, uh, we should really know, I guess, the size of the prize there. So it'll be initial uh, drill campaigns this year, um, and then potential uh, follow-ups based off what we sort of see from those the, the early uh, call, and they'll be quite uh, deep holes. So we'd be expecting to be, you know, pushing the drill rod down to your sort of, you know, eight hundred uh, meter odd, odd depths. Um, and if we st- keep seeing a good-looking, interesting uh, call, we'll, we'll keep uh, drilling it uh, deeper. So you've got plenty of action, Chris. I mean, people buy shares in small exploration companies like this on the basis that. Uh, the company is going to do something. It's caveat emptor. You're going to drill holes. It's greenfields exploration. Uh, it may or may not come in. Of course, if it does, it can be absolutely life-changing. But the most important thing is that the company's doing something. Well, you've got drilling programs coming up. You've got assays pending. No one could say that you're not uh, pedalling pretty fast on the wheel. Yeah, we like to um, you know, work hard for our shareholders. We're big shareholders in the company. And again, we, we sort of see the successful companies uh, like, like Sirius are the ones that are continually uh, bringing great projects into the portfolio, great targets, and then testing those. So to be successful, you need to be active and you need to be actively drilling as well. How tight is your register? What do the top 20 speak for? Yeah, so top 20, um, all the board of management are in top 20 um, and quite active even in the last uh, placement. So it's uh, quite a tight register. Cumulus Wealth from down in Melbourne uh, are big uh, shareholders and big supporters of the stock. Um, so it's quite a, a small, tight register. Um and we've really sort of uh, got people on the on on the register that are, I guess, long term believers in the fundamental business based exploration approach. So, you know, although we drill targets that you know uh, speculators would would love to to sort of see the result on, we're we're very much focused on co- these compelling opportunities that present not only that near term upside but the the longer term view that um, you know we're going to be hopefully delivering more than one successful um, you know exploration discovery. You have got some believers, there's no doubt about it. Having someone of the quality of Mark Bennett in your corner as, as a disciple is not to be underestimated. No, and he's, um, he's a great supporter. I think if you, if you look at the top 20 share register as well, um, through the recent placement, you'll probably see uh, his uh, family office up there as well. So there's a lot of people that uh, believe not only in the, you know, the individual projects through joint ventures like Newmont, they're not on the register, but they certainly believe in the prospectivity of, of the projects we generate. Um, so we, we see it as quite a, a good, uh, well-balanced uh, company from the perspective of strong register, good cash in hand, but also these great partnerships that, that give us this um, you know, alternative uh, funding model, which in this current market has been um, a really, really good strategy for us in terms of maintaining value for our shareholders when it's been a tough time for a lot of other 
um, explorers out there. Chris, it sounds like a, a very uh, attractive exploration play on several fronts. As I keep saying, you've got multiple uh, plans of attack here. Uh, the news flow is obviously going to be pretty strong uh, and any of those projects have clearly got potential to be company makers. So I suspect we might be having a chat again in a couple of months' time to see how things have unfolded. You might say how, they, how they've unfolded in the lock and fold belt. True. And um, yeah, it's, it is going to be an exciting sort of six months for the company, building on the work that we've done last year. So very much looking forward to, to looping back at some point. I reckon we're going to put you in the diary for a catch up in a couple of months. Thanks very much for your time, Chris. Thanks very much again. You've been listening to The Whole Truth, a Resources Rising Stars podcast produced by Resource Media, hosted by Paul Armstrong for Reed Corporate. Please note that Reed Corporate does not provide investment advice and investors should seek personalised advice before making any investment decisions.